It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. It's brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We are a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. My name is Cara Carper. I'm a licensed nutritionist, and I see clients at our Wyzetta office, and I also present classes to a lot of local corporations and also in some of our offices. Now, if you've been listening to our show for a while, you have most likely heard the message that to lose weight, people need to be eating healthy fats, adequate protein, and vegetable carbohydrates. But if you are a newer listener, just tuning in today for the first time, that might really be a new thought for you. And the title for our show today is, Am I Eating Enough to Lose Weight? So we're going to spend the next hour debunking the myth that to lose weight, we have to cut calories. And I have a special guest here today, and she knows very well the low-calorie message. In fact, She spent about 25 years trying different low-calorie diets that were unsuccessful. She's been on our show several times. We recently did a show together discussing her amazing 90-pound weight loss journey. Nell Calls is a nutritional weight and wellness client and also a wonderful nutrition educator. So you're going to see her teaching a lot of our different classes. Thanks for being here today, Nell. Thank you. It's so nice to be here again. We're kind of keeping the theme rolling of, yeah, don't follow any low-calorie diets. They don't work in the long term. And so you are, you're the expert on them not working and, (laughs) um, you know, just with your history. And some people have heard you talk about your history of dieting, but in case they haven't, I would hate for them to miss the story. Yeah, so. yeah. A brief history of <laughs> Nell's dieting history. Yeah, it's 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 pretty lengthy, actually. Um, so I, I started gaining weight in third grade, or at least I was aware that I was gaining weight in third grade and, and was just kind of a chubby kid. Uh, and really, I think it was in seventh grade when you're kind of hitting adolescence when I was really um, starting to feel the effects of being overweight uh, and, you know, wanting to be attractive to boys and all of these things and just the immense sadness I would feel at not not being able to feel attractive. And so I begged my mother for the first time um, to take me to Weight Watchers, and this was when they were in church halls, Mm -hmm. and you'd go in and you'd weigh in in this depressing church basement, and I went to, um, yeah, this was the summer before my eighth grade year, and I tried my first diet, and then I started, Weight Watchers was kind of my diet of choice, Mm -hmm. and so I did that that 14 times in 25 years, which tells you I would be able to be on it for a short period of time, and then I'd have to come off it because I was starving, okay. <laughs> essentially. And we're going to talk a lot more about that kind right. of cycle as we go on here. So, But basically, from a, from a young age, you were told or you were given the message that in order to lose weight, you needed to cut calories. Yeah. Is that cut, correct? Cut calories and eat low fat. Okay. And I was just um, talking to my, my class in um, Mendota Heights. I'm t- teaching a nutrition for weight loss class in Mendota Heights. But there's a picture in one of the classes of a bagel. And I'm like, 
remember when bagels were pitched to us as a low-fat food and how good that was for us? And I said, I ate so many bagels with low-fat cream cheese Mm -hmm. and thought I was doing my body good when really I was actually contributing not only to my weight problem, but my metabolism problems. Right, because we know when we teach that class, a medium-sized bagel turns into over 14 teaspoons of sugar. Which is incredible, right? Yeah. So it is a huge misconception that cutting calories will lead to weight loss, and there are several reasons this approach doesn't work. We're going to address the following things during the show today. First of all, that not eating enough during the day actually slows metabolism because the body thinks it's starving. It wants to hold on to fat instead of burn fat. Yeah. Um, Next, you know, skipping meals and missing snacks, eating low-calorie foods— ends up causing cravings and often binge eating. And that's going to sabotage weight loss efforts. Yeah, I can relate to all of those, especially when you skip meals and start binge eating at about, what, 10, 11 at night, Mm -hmm. you know? And my particular drug of choice at that time is usually toast. Okay. (laughs) And lots of it. Okay. So if I don't get my meals and snacks in, I know I'm going to be craving and that's going to adverse. It's going to set me back in terms of either maintaining my weight or losing weight, depending on where I am. <laughs> so that not eating during the day or not eating enough. enough. And we'll talk about what we want people to be eating to avoid this starving and binging cycle, but you're going for the toast and things like that. Absolutely. Like high carbohydrate food. Yeah. Anything. Uh, and it happens fairly quickly, but anything with um, that that sounded good to me when I was kind of trapped in the cycle of gaining and losing weight, mm-hmm. uh, usually that's the first thing I go for. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, before the show, we were looking at this book here. It's called, My mom introduced this book to me. It's called The Big Fat Surprise. And we were looking through it and found some interesting information. And I just wanted to share it with our listeners. In 2013, in Sweden... A health expert advisory group concluded that a low-fat diet was an ineffective strategy for tackling either diabetes or obesity. Yeah, and this group spent two years reviewing over 16,000 different studies before coming to this conclusion. Pretty conclusive, right? Yes, and you have the book. I didn't realize that. Are you reading it? And you said that it reminded you of... Um, Gary Taub's good calories, bad calories. Yeah, yeah. Bit. It's a little, okay. it's a little, it's a little dense and a little sciencey. But what I loved um, was kind of how she she tracks how did we get here in terms of thinking that low fat and starvation were a good idea. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting read. And we've been talking about that for a long time at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. That you know we have to eat fat to lose weight, and but there's more and more research. That's being that's coming out into the public that's supporting our philosophy. So that's great. But before we move on with the show, I'd like to go over what a low calorie diet consists of, because we're going to talk a lot about low fat and low low calorie dieting in our show today. So if someone is told that to lose weight, they need to go on a low calorie diet. Well, then the foods that they're trying to cut out would naturally be considered high calorie foods. So now, what are some of the foods you were told to avoid on the diet? Yeah, so anything, butter was probably the number one thing that, um, butter, any kind of saturated fat. So butter, I was told to avoid avocados. I still get looks in the lunchroom when I'm eating a whole half a, half an avocado, <laughs> like, wow, your cholesterol is going to go up. 
Um, yeah, sour cream, uh, any kind of heavy fat food, definitely any kind of full fat yogurt, um, because low fat yogurt was supposed to be the the best thing for me. Um, I remember thinking that I remember when I was on Weight Watchers the last time, their uh, recommendation for additional fat was one extra teaspoon of olive oil a day. Ooh, a day? A day. Oh, my goodness. So in addition to the fat in your food, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can have an extra teaspoon of olive oil a day. And you're getting a little bit of fat, but, I mean, compared to what I'm eating now, it's just So that's about ridiculous. five grams. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and you know, that's just not you, enough, you're just going to feel starved. You're yeah. going to feel starved and you're not going to feel satisfied when you eat anything, which mm-hmm. makes you want to eat more of the carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So that those are the foods I was told to avoid, along with things like bread and... Uh, and pasta, but uh, but it just wasn't advice that that I could follow for very long. As is, you know, if I had been on Weight Watchers once and then it took care of the weight problem, and there you go, great. But what happened was, um, I think that it contributed to me gaining that extra 110 pounds that I had on my body because I would go, I, I would only be able to go on the diet for a short period of time because I wasn't eating enough, mm-hmm. and then I would. Uh, go off after six months, and then I would gain back, you know, the 30 or so pounds I would I lost okay. plus an additional 30. So I'm guessing that when you were doing Weight Watchers, were you, you probably weren't eating a lot of eggs or no, meat? Absolutely not. Okay. Things like uh, that, full-fat salad dressing. You could, you could eat lean, things like, oh, lean turkey or boneless, skinless mm-hmm. chicken breast, uh, you know, low-fat cuts of meat, not you know, when I when I discovered that, oh, if you eat grass-fed meat, you actually get 